This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. It's the agenda here on the Blood Red channel. I'm Guy Clark. Alongside me, Matt Addison and Ed Kay, as we discuss Liverpool's foray into the Portuguese market. Of course, Luis Diaz signed in January. Darwin Nunez in this summer window. And the latest links are linking Liverpool with a move back for another Porto player in Otavio. Matt, I'll throw over to you first. This is a player who I remember last summer we spoke about was being linked with a move to Liverpool. What is the story coming out of Portugal regarding this one? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think it's um, a player that you can kind of see why Liverpool might be interested. I'd certainly put it like that. He's exactly the kind of player that I like watching. I've certainly enjoyed watching a few bits on YouTube since he's been linked with Liverpool again. He's very much a, a player that is almost a little bit kind of Fabio Cavallo-like in, in a sense of he's pretty much a number 10, can play wide as well, but he's very hardworking, very much a, a player who wins the ball back high up the field, which I can see that, that Liverpool might be interested in. And the suggestion really that the latest rumours, and, and that is all they are at this moment in time, is that Leeds United are, are very much interested in him. Sort of talk of about 26, 27 million pound bid being put in, which has been rejected apparently from Porto for him. And Porto seeming to uh, to believe that there's a possibility Liverpool might be interested in him as well and, and potentially similar to, to the Luis Diaz deal. Obviously, in January, Tottenham, West Ham, one or two others came in for, for Luis Diaz and Liverpool kind of, their hand was forced. If they wanted him, they had to go in and, and get him. That seems to be the, the suggestion here as well that obviously Leeds interested. I would imagine there's probably one or two other teams as well across Europe and maybe further that, that possibly could be interested as well if, if Liverpool do want him. The suggestion seems to be that they might have to, to go and, and do it now. But he is he's an interesting player. Like I say, he's, he's someone that I like, but he's been linked with, with Liverpool last season, obviously didn't go for him then. Being linked again, is it just the kind of easy sort of Liverpool tend to buy Portuguese players at this moment in time. Is it that kind of easy link? Is there something more to it? Time will tell, but certainly an interesting player. And, and that's kind of that's kind of where the, the story is at at this point. What's your take on it, Ed? I mean, there's been a lot of talk, hasn't there, over the last week or so, our understanding at the Echo being that Liverpool's summer transfer business is all but complete. And I imagine it would only take something very drastic to change in the market for Liverpool to make a move. But do you think there is a need for a creative midfield player, albeit Fabio Carvalho is coming in? It feels maybe a more senior option in a player maybe like Otavio would, would be quite a good fit. Yeah, I think we've not really had that sort of creative attacking midfield influence. Certainly since Wijnaldum left, we've struggled a bit more in that capacity. And definitely since Coutinho left, we never really got in another player of, of that, that that sort of ilk, really. So I can see why they would be interested in it. How well he fit into the team, I, I, I can't say. I, I can't say I watched a massive amount of him. Like Matt, like Matt says, I've seen the odd clip and he looks a good player. Like you say, wins the ball high up and that is our main MO. So you can see how he, he might fit in. But I remember there being links last summer and they were maybe a bit stronger than they are now. Um and then nothing seemed to really come of it. And then all of a sudden we signed Luis Diaz out of nowhere. Now, obviously, we signed Nunes as well from the same league. So I think it is hard to see as... It's hard to imagine us going in and buying another attacker from the Portuguese league in such a short space of time. But, you know, stranger things have happened. And the the fact that it's a Leeds bid 
And now Porto are the ones seeming to think that maybe we're going to come in for it. it does make me think that maybe there is something in it because obviously Leeds will be Leeds will be dead serious about getting him in because they'll be wanting to replace Rafinha because he might he might be going to Arsenal. Um, and so it's whether if do do we really want him because with Diaz it seemed like as soon as Tottenham went in. You, you didn't hear the you didn't hear about oh Liverpool might be going in. You heard Liverpool had sort of hijacked the deal, and that that was the first you heard about it. So if Liverpool did really want him, would would we be hearing about it this way? Would we be hearing about it when they were actually linked with him? I'm not sure, but personally, I'm not sure. I can I can see it it happening in in this window definitely. Yeah, I say there, Matt. We understand that the, the summer business is done, but I suppose as we saw in January with the Luis Diaz deal, if opportunity presents and Liverpool feel they have to press the button to go in this market, then I'm sure they certainly will. And as you say, Porto may be thinking that lightning will strike twice. It does seem as though Ed's saying a bit um, as though that isn't going to happen this time round. But Jurgen Klopp, I remember speaking ahead of taking on Porto in the Champions League last season, so full of praise for not just Porto, but the Portuguese league and kind of the pedestal it puts players on ready to move on into top European, top five European leagues and top sides within that as well. Yeah, I think it's it's certainly a place that Liverpool have, have looked at recently. Obviously, Nunez and, and Diaz are, are two of those that they've kind of determined were able to, to make that leap across. Obviously, time will tell with Nunez, but the early signs with Luis Diaz are that he is absolutely ready for it. I think it's, it's a much more physical league and a much more intense league than maybe a lot of people might give it credit for. I think it's it's a pretty good grounding in terms of, of coming into the Premier League in that sense. And obviously, if it's one of the, the top two or three clubs, they tend to be in the Champions League or certainly in the Europa League each year. So they've got that experience as well. So it certainly ticks a, a lot of, of boxes, really, for Liverpool. I think Atavio is, is one of those that is kind of a, a technical and, and gifted creative player, but he's also got that kind of steel about him he's he's not one of those that even though he's not the biggest physically he's not going to be knocked off the ball so again you can kind of see how that would make sense moving across to England and I think it would be you know an interesting next step for him whether it is just a case of putting two and two together and Porto supposedly anticipating a bid they apparently want 38 million his release clause is about 51 million pounds it's it's fairly substantial figures that are being talked about but I think if if the sort of pieces fell in the right way for Liverpool this summer, let's say they get a bid that was sort of deemed worthy for, for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, for example, could you see you know, a possibility where something happened in, in that regard? I think, obviously, he's a slightly more attacking player, Otavio, but I could certainly see him playing in, in midfield as well. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Bernardo Silva in, in some ways in that you could kind of play him in probably four or five different positions across midfield and attack. But yeah, whether Liverpool firm up any supposed interest, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But there is certainly a precedence there for, for Liverpool moving into to Portuguese markets. And I know we're going to talk about Julian Ward very, very shortly, but I think he's you know a reason, a big reason as to why that is. Yeah, most definitely. Ed, in terms of the Portuguese league and the stylistic matchup to the Premier League and how certainly the, the players, I say the players... Luis Diaz in particular, how well he's acclimatised to the Premier League. But you look at Wolves, the amount of Portuguese players they've signed Manchester City, the likes of Ruben Diaz, Bruno Fernandes at Manchester United. It does feel as though there is a very good stylistic match between the Portuguese League and the Premier League. And I wonder whether that's the fact that Premier League football maybe has almost gone more European as opposed to 
the, the Portuguese league, Matt saying it's a physical league, but maybe not quite this kind of blood and thunder league that we've always thought the Premier League is. Yeah, I think maybe, like I say, I'm not, not, I don't watch too much of the Portuguese league, but like Matt says, it, it does seem to have a bit of that physicality to it and maybe it sort of marries the European style with the English style and we've sort of gravitated more towards that. And maybe that is why, you know, over the last sort of five five seasons or so, we have seen a lot of, you know, good talent coming to, coming to the Premier League from that Portuguese league and, and doing well. Bruno Fernandes, like you say, while he might, he might have been pretty poor last 18 months or so, when he first came, a lot like Luis Diaz, really sort of set set the, set the world alight. Luis Diaz, since he came, I'm sort of waiting to see if he might suffer from a bit of second season syndrome because you couldn't really believe just how well he'd fit in with the, uh, like I say, with the style. It was like it just wasn't a problem for him to adjust at all. Whereas you're used to seeing a lot of players in this Klopp team, like like a, a Robertson or whoever, who couldn't unseat Alberto Moreno at left back for eight months or so. You're used to seeing people sort of having to acclimatise, but like you said, Diaz it didn't it seem to take him no time at all. Hopefully, it'll be the same with Nunes. And uh, yeah, it just looks like that Portuguese league is becoming maybe a bit stronger. It's certainly one. It's one of the, the easily one of the stronger leagues outside of that top five, and you can see why people in the Premier League keep going and poaching all the best players from the best clubs because they're coming over and they're doing a good job in the Premier League. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, to me, it kind of it must be on, on the verge of ousting Liga and the French League for, for being that fifth strongest division. And that, that so often was a, a talent-spotting pool for Premier League clubs was the French division. But it does feel as though it is so rich, the Portuguese league in talent, for them to be plucked and, and taken to the Premier League. And you mentioned before Julian Ward. I mean, we, we've had an explainer go out on the Blood Red channel about Julian Ward and his links to Portugal. And it feels as though this could, I suppose, be the start of something under Julian Ward with the signing of Diaz and Darwin Nunes, even Fabio Carvalho, Portuguese heritage, of course, given his his links previously in his career actually working for the Portuguese FA, as well as being kind of head of scouting in that area for Manchester City. Yeah, I think it's it's really fascinating and it's it's slightly fortunate, isn't it, really, that it matches up with the perfect league to go and get these players is exactly where his expertise is. Like you say, he arrived at Liverpool from Manchester City in 2012 to obviously work in recruitment and, and scouting and that side of things. And his job has, has changed a couple of times in that period, but has always been, you know, someone really highly thought of at, at Liverpool. Obviously, the fact that he took over from Michael Edwards is all you need to know in terms of, of what people within FSG and, and the club think of him. But I suppose his, his job really since he's he's come to Liverpool has not just been in terms of identifying talent, but in terms of identifying clubs where that talent can develop. So he worked as, I think, loans development and pathways manager, which essentially means picking the clubs where young players or whichever players really could go out on loan. So identifying a good environment to send a player. And I know he sort of spoke to, to Liverpool's website a couple of years ago and explained that he kind of had to identify certain clubs where it was the best place for these young players to develop. So when he sent Harry Wilson, for example, to, to Hull City, was that the right team, the right sort of style of play? We've seen that so many times. I think he would have been heavily involved in the decision, for example, to send Harvey Elliott to Blackburn Rovers, which turned out to be a, a brilliant decision. It was the sort of right level for him, but also the right style of play. And I think when you, you're kind of looking at these 
sort of opportunities really obviously married up as you say with the fact that he speaks Portuguese work with the Portuguese national team you can kind of get a feel for which clubs around Europe are, are the ones where the talent can develop best and obviously it works the same way as if Liverpool are sending a player out on loan to a certain club they know that that club is a good environment but obviously they also therefore know that that club is a good place to, to pick up other players if a if they deem, for example, Porto to be a good place to send a player, well, by definition, that also means that Porto is a good place for the Porto players to have developed and therefore would come on to, to Liverpool's radar. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a perfect match, really, in terms of the kind of network, the, the sort of, I suppose, contacts and, and relationships that he's been able to, to pick up with these clubs, obviously in Porto and Sporting and, and Benfica, but elsewhere across the continent as well. And whenever Liverpool have sent players out, obviously Marco Grivic has, has been at Porto on loan. There's, there's other examples as well. I mean, he's not just speaking to, to the player, he's speaking to people within those clubs. He's got that kind of direct link really with everybody that he needs to know within that club who can give him the opportunity to, to come back in and, and get talent in the future. So, yeah, there's there's so many links really with with him and Portugal, him and, and other areas as well. But it just seems to have, have worked perfectly, really, that all of the relationships that he's had in two or three previous job roles have kind of pointed him towards the perfect direction for future transfers. So in terms of, of the future, I think Darwin Nunez and, and Luis Diaz are just the start, really. I would imagine that Portugal is a place that Liverpool are going to be going shopping in plenty of, of times in the future because you know there's there's just so many links there it, it just makes sense really to, to make the most of those yeah Ed, i mean we're not kind of i suppose looking to, to rewrite history not every signing from the portuguese league has been great for liverpool think of tiago alori rafael camacho famously lazar markovic they've not all worked but the thing of, of during i suppose this scouting and recruitment era that, that liverpool are in is how they so consistently end up being a step ahead. I mean, when it, when it came out in the autumn that Michael Edwards was to be leaving in the summer, a lot of people were thinking, crikey, how are Liverpool going to continue to find these these transfer gems and really polish them up and, and build the next team under Jurgen Klopp, even if Jurgen Klopp was going to stay? Forward comes the January transfer window, less than two months after Michael Edwards says he's leaving, and in Julian Ward brings Luis Diaz a piece of business forward from the summer. And on top of that, now has, has brought in Darwin Nunez, who, of course, we haven't seen yet. But having watched him in the Champions League, looks as though it's another shrewd piece of business. Yeah, well, he's he's certainly got off to a, a bit of a flyer, hasn't he, in uh, taking over from Edwards. And um, I, think, I think that's quite important because I think if maybe if we hadn't been pushed to do that Diaz deal so early and we had waited until the summer, you know, we probably wouldn't have done any business in January and we'd have got to sort of June before we were like, all right, what, what's this guy about then? Is, is, is he going to be is he going to be as much of a recruitment genius as Edwards has been for us, you know? But as it was, we, the deal got pushed forward because Spurs wanted him as well. We've got him in January and now we've watched him play for however many months, realised uh, Julian Ward might know what he's doing then. Because, I mean, like I say, I've already said, today but what what an impact Luis Diaz had how well how well he fit in straight away he's almost almost the perfect signing but um like you say it remains to be seen with Nunes and I'm I'm I am nervous I am nervous for that because it is it's a big signing and if that doesn't go right maybe the gloss of what a deal Diaz has been maybe maybe that gets taken off a bit so 
I'm anxious for for Nunes to do well, and uh, if he does, and hopefully he will, then I think you can pretty much say with a degree of certainty that Julian Ward's the, probably one of the probably the right man to take over from Edwards. You know, I'd, I don't, I'm not entirely sure FSG would have been letting Edwards go if they weren't so confident Julian Ward would do a good enough job because you know they've tied down Jurgen Klopp till 2026, so they're going to want to be, you know, keep it keeping the wheels turning at least until then, and. You know, like I say, we'll we'll see what happens with any future signings. We'll see what happens with Nunes in the at the start of this new season. But hopefully, he's he's the, he's the right man for the job. Yeah, let's wait and see on that point. Right, final one to to get into. Matt is you mentioned before it could be a, a fruitful league for Liverpool to go shopping in in future. If you had to make a list, who's on your shopping list in the Premier League right now? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few to be fair, and it's obviously not just players as well. I've got to mention that Pep Linders and Vito Matos both came from Porto as well, two huge sort of parts of the backroom staff. So, again, that's that's something potentially that Liverpool could look at, at replicating in the future as well. But I suppose you know there's there's a number of, of names really. Liverpool have, have bought and other teams, obviously Fabio Vieira now going to Arsenal as well. They've they've kind of taken all of, of Porto's best players. It might be a year or two before the next one sort of leaves there for for big money. But I think Evan Nielsen is one that that you'd probably look at. I think he's only just turned 22. Maybe in a couple of years' time, that be, might be one that the bigger clubs are are taking a bit of a look at and. Benfica, Rafa Silva, I know there was a story, I think Simon Hughes reported that Liverpool were kind of looking at him throughout this season. I think he's 29 now, so the ship's probably just about sailed on him. But again, he was one that kind of fitted into the Liverpool style and, and ticked a lot of, of boxes, really similar to, to Mohamed Salah by all accounts in terms of, of the way that he plays. And obviously that relationship with Darwin Nunez was really, really good for them last season. So he is one that possibly is is probably beyond Liverpool now just because of, of his age. But again, just proves that point really that there's still a lot of, of opportunities to, to go and, and look in this league. And probably Sporting Lisbon are the one that you'd look at with the, the biggest list. I think Pedro Gonçalves has been linked with Liverpool for two or three seasons now. Obviously, the, the tag being the, the next Bruno Fernandes, I think they are sort of similar in as much as they're creative midfielders that score goals. I think there's probably a, a little bit more of a a Liverpool style fit really with with Gonzalez compared to to obviously Fernandez. It's it's difficult to assess any player, isn't it, at Manchester United in terms of the the mess that they are tactically. But I think certainly he would kind of fit in at, at Liverpool a little bit better. And Matheus Nunes and, and João Palinha are, are two more names that I think are certainly this season and and beyond as well going to be sort of spoken about a lot more really within European football. I know Pep Guardiola can be kind of quite flippant with his comments and, and does kind of exaggerate certain things at certain times. But I think Matthias Nunez, after they played in the uh, the group stage last season, he said he was one of the, the best midfielders in the world. And, and certainly there is, you know, a great deal of talent there. And Joao Polina as well, I think being linked with Wolves, one or two others at the moment, sort of talk of 45, 50 million pounds for, for him. So yeah, plenty of, of talent at, at sporting, obviously. Porto and, and Benfica, Liverpool have, have taken their best players already. It's probably Sporting's turn next, and whether that's this summer, January or, or beyond, I think there's there's certainly a good few names still to, to be looked at. But yeah, for, for Liverpool, probably they're, they're shopping for the time being, Atabio aside, probably, if that is to, to become true. I think the uh, the other names, probably two or three years down the line, they might be of interest to, to Liverpool. But you know, in the meantime, I'm sure plenty of, of other Premier League teams will be taking a look. 
Yeah, it's definitely a market to keep an eye on, and I'm sure a number of Liverpool fans are beginning to keep a very, very close eye on the Portuguese league week in, week out, and getting used to some of those stars turning out for the likes of Sporting Porto and Ben Fika. But from myself, Guy Clark, Matt Addison and Ed K, thanks for joining us on this edition of The Agenda on the Blood Red channel. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.